1: It's Da on CBS Sports Radio.
3: What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership.
1: Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership. The, the, the
4: mothership. Let's go!
1: Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Thursday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel?
3: Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. That's all
1: that really matters. And we thank you for being with us. Coming up this hour on the show, Andrew Brandt, Business of Sports podcast, former Packers executive as well. We'll talk a little NFL with him, talk about the Rodgers injury and the future of the Jets and We'll talk about Lambo. I'll explain why coming up here shortly. Also, we have your advanced analytics. We've got the poll question of the day. Who works harder? Dion or Santa Claus? Dion said he didn't have time to enjoy the success right now. Because like Santa, on to the next house. I have time to enjoy them cookies. Better work ethic? Dion or Santa? That's your poll question today because sports. So on to Lambo. The grass versus turf debate has now exploded yet again after Aaron Rodgers' injury. And I think everyone listening right now knows which side I fall on. And much like the A's ownership thing. The reason I bang the drum on this so much is that the con is obvious. And I think because maybe we're bombarded with so much media and messaging, sometimes the con is hard for people to identify and you have to identify it for them sometimes And in the A's ownership case, it's obvious they have purposefully dragged their feet on a stadium in Oakland. They have purposefully acted as though the money cannot be bridged, even though it clearly can. They have acted as though nobody cares in the Bay Area so that they can move to get the free stadium in Vegas, which is a smaller media market, which would have less regional money coming in from a regional television network which would have a smaller population to draw from. And of course, no tradition like A's fans have for more than 50 years, the Bay area, the con is obvious, which is why I keep belaboring that point. And baseball is pushing the con. Well, the con is also happening with grass fields versus turf fields. I saw that Roger Goodell was on first take yesterday because after the Rogers injury, once again, it feels very obvious to most people. Well, Grass is definitely safer than artificial turf. If you had your kid playing on grass every single game of his high school career or artificial turf every single time, I think you'd all say, yeah, we'd rather have him on grass every single game. I'd feel a little safer about his ACL, about his Achilles, about his ankles, what have you. That's my guess. And I'm not saying that the new field turf is not better than the old artificial turf, because it is. It's certainly better than the painted grass or the painted cement, rather, that we had at all of those old multi-purpose stadiums of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But it is still not grass. And Goodell goes on first take, which means he knows it's a big thing now to address, and says we have to follow science. We have to follow science. And science says the percentage of the injuries isn't more on field turf than it is on grass. And we have to follow the science, the science, the science, which is fine because you can manipulate the numbers any way that you want, but they might have stats that say lower leg injuries since 2016 aren't more prevalent on artificial surface than they are on grass. Fine. But then why do artificial turf? So let's peel back that. If it's the same, then why wouldn't they all just install grass? If it's the same, if it's not safer to be an artificial turf, and they're going to tell you that safety is the priority, then why would they use turf? The answer, of course, is money. The answer, of course, is upkeep. Because to keep up, as we all who have lawns know, if you just laid artificial turf down on your, your front lawn, you would never have to spend any money. No lawnmowers, no lawnmower maintenance, no weed whacker, no leaf blower, no this, no fertilizer, no pesticide, no whatever, no insecticide. You'd save a ton of money. And this is what is happening here. The con is obvious. I want to read to you a a blurb from Albert Breer from SI, who was asked in a mailbag scenario if he thought that the NFL would ever go to all grass, which is what a lot of the players would want. And he points out that the value of teams today has exploded. He points out that when Arthur Blank bought the Falcons 20 years ago, he bought them for 545 million bucks. So we'll just make that 500 million. Now, 20 years later the Commanders have sold for 6 billion. So, in 20 years, and they're not exactly equitable franchises, but if you wanted to buy into the NFL, 20 years ago it was half a bill. Now it's six billion. Okay. And that the new stadiums being built, like SoFi in Southern California and Allegiant in Las Vegas, are multi billion dollar arenas. You're no longer spending 300 million bucks to build a stadium, you're spending a billion on MetLife Stadium, and that's one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. MetLife is just a tuna can in the swamp. They spent the $1.2 billion on it. Now you want to build SoFi in Southern California, that's a 4 or $5 billion project. Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, these are multi-billion dollar projects. And as Breer points out, because of this, in owners' minds, quote, 10 home games and a few concerts don't cut it from a revenue generating standpoint. So they try to jam every event under the sun into those places. Accommodating all of those events has made it harder and harder for teams to maintain grass fields. It's easier, cheaper and less time consuming just to throw turf down and call it a day. Hence, Artificial fields popping up even in sunbelt cities such as Charlotte and Nashville. You can argue all you want about MetLife Stadium, two teams, cold weather. They had grass there before and it turned into mud in January. Fine. You can say, well, same thing with Southern California and SoFi, artificial turf because two teams play there and they've got all these concerts or whatever. But when you got to put turf down in Charlotte, you want to put turf down in Nashville. What's that telling you, everybody? That it's a con. It has nothing to do with it's just as safe. Because you can manipulate those numbers. It is just because of the rising value of stadiums being built, franchises being purchased, and expenditures for salaries that they go, we need more events at this stadium. If I'm going to be paying my quarterback 50 million bucks a year, we need tractor pulls. We need fielding track and field games, events. We need college games. We need concerts. We need office runs. We need 5Ks. Anything we can do inside the stadium, sell sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it there is one stadium that doesn't do any of this and they have grass and they're outdoors and they're in perhaps the worst climate for growing grass and yet have the best grass in the NFL. The green Bay Packers Breer writes what green Bay's done gives you the smoking gun. The Packers invested big money into making a hybrid natural surface work in Northern Wisconsin and it holds up better than than almost any other surface in the league. The difference with the Packers is they don't have an owner to pocket the savings while profiting off of non-football stadium events. It's also worth looking at what Real Madrid has done in their gutted rebuilt stadium, which proves, again, there are solutions as long as you're willing to spend. To this point, NFL owners haven't been willing in order to give their players the very best playing conditions, which is a shame. There's the con. It has nothing to do with safety, and I am offended when Roger Goodell uses that talking point all the time. Well, the numbers say it's just as safe, and Jerry Jones is going to say, the numbers say it's just as safe, and all these owners are going to say, well, we've talked to the medical community, and we've we've run research and science and we've got to make sure that we we go by that and it has nothing to do with that their expenditures have gone up to buy the team to build the stadium and to maintain their 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 business so whatever we can to use this facility to make some more money, do it. And the Packers don't operate that way. They don't have an owner pocketing profit. They're a publicly owned team. So they're doing what's best ultimately for the brand of their football. And that's grass. And they've invested money into upkeeping it. So... Don't tell me that Nashville and Charlotte and Seattle, Baltimore, and all the other outdoor New England, don't tell me that it can't be done because Green Bay's doing it. They've invested resources into making grass their thing, and it's the best grass in the world or the best grass in the NFL, and they're doing it in Wisconsin in the fall and the winter. Like, wake up. It obviously can be done. And do not carry the water of the billionaire owners. Don't fall for it. It's not your job to defend the owners. I get so tired of when I talk about this and fans are like, yeah, well, we don't want to play on mud and it's just as safe. And they use all the owners talking points. Stop. It's you don't make a buck off of carrying the water for them or defending their talking points. Demand grass, be annoying about it. And the players need to put their asses on the line of the negotiations. I'm also sick of the players. Every time somebody rips their Achilles or blows out their ACL, they all say, I'd rather play on grass. But when the CBA comes to negotiation, they never say no. They can do it. They can say we're not reporting until every stadium is grass. And you think the owners are going to go back to playing replacement football? Now the owners would say, okay, well, we're going to take away this, take away that from you. Okay, two a days is back, everybody. You can do it. Okay, we get a little bit more of the profit margin, or we we keep this receipt, or we keep... You can do it. The NFL players have to say something and do something about it. The NFL PA now has put out a statement after the Rodgers injury. We want all grass fields. It's fine. You can keep talking about it, but until you mandate it with your negotiation leverage, it, it's only talk. But it's one big con. The owners aren't looking for an equitable surface. They do not care if it's not as safe. They're going to find the numbers that they can use to back that idea up. But the only thing they're looking for is a few more college football games, tractor pulls, and office days at the stadium so that they can make some money. That's it. A guy that's been the executive... Of the Packers, formally, Andrew Brand is going to join us coming up next. I'm going to talk to him about the decision to stay with grass at Lambeau and a lot of other things around the NFL, including the Jets and their future without Rodgers next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that you're just... Trying to fall asleep and yet your brain suddenly won't stop talking to you? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? Turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do it so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. You know, we all have been through some unpredictable times over the past few years. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DA.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. we've
4: got it all together
1: it's the da show on cbs sports radio we appreciate you being with us on this thursday morning stream the nfl on westwood one for free sponsored by autozone all season long you can listen every westwood one broadcast of the nfl live on the nfl app by asking alexa to open westwood one sports or on the odyssey app Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging available for free at your local auto zone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Glad you're with us. You can listen to the full DA show, full four hours available on your podcast feed. Just search the DA show. or the best of the show as well. And also live every single day across this great CBS Sports Radio Network and on SiriusXM channel 158. Our next guest is the former VP of the Green Bay Packers. He's also a contributor to Sports Illustrated and host of the Business of Sports podcast of the DraftKings Network and Sunday 7 Newsletter. Joining us this morning on the show is Andrew Brandt. Andrew, good morning. Good morning to you. Good to be with you. You too. We were just talking about how wonderful it is to know that Lambeau remains grass when all these other outdoor fields go turf, even though it's in one of the worst climates in the country for doing so. Tell us why, when you were running the Packers, keeping it grass was a priority.
2: Well, the tradition and legacy at Lambeau is not going to change. When we actually worked on the renovation of the stadium, that was a priority you know we changed it from a pre-2000 stadium to something that had to be updated with renovation and tried to hold on to the old traditional look as everyone knows about Lambeau Field part of that was the grass but I think you're getting to the bigger question of other stadiums and league-wide it's not been mandatory, obviously. It's not been something that has had a drumbeat to push through for every stadium. It comes up now and then, and we know why it's coming up now, because one of the biggest stars in the sport got hurt on turf. If that didn't happen, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. So these things come up now and then, but, you know, grass fields is kind of a come-and-go issue based on who got hurt, where, and when.
1: Now, it's here and players are talking about it, and we'll see if they keep the steam up, but if it can be done at Lambeau to keep these beautiful grass fields going into January, I'm assuming the same technology is available to everybody. It can be done anywhere in the NFL and even probably two-team stadiums like MetLife, right?
2: I think you're right, and I think we've seen in Arizona and Las Vegas, I believe, where they bring the grass in and they grow it and then they bring it in elsewhere. And that's a significant cost, of course, but they do do that. And we have grass fields other places. Here's my issue and what I've been writing and talking about is that it's become a bargaining issue. And I understand players and the union director saying this needs to happen, But if we've learned anything about NFL ownership of the last 20, 30 years is that they're just not going to do it out of the kindness of their hearts, right? There's got to be a business reason to spend more money on fields besides taking care of their investment because that hasn't worked. So it becomes a bargaining issue where the union, if they feel so strongly about it, has to say, we want grass fields as part of our agreement with the owners, but you know, as everyone listening knows, that will require a concession. That will require negotiation. And unfortunately for the players, they don't have a lot left to give. So that's where I see this kind of hitting a a, a stop point where the owners just aren't going to do it without something they get.
1: Mm-hmm. Andrew Brandt joins us this morning here on the show, the host of the Business of Sports podcast, Speaking of, Chris Jones had a very well-publicized holdout. He finally comes back after holding out one game, and he didn't get any more guaranteed money down the road, no extension, and he just got a raise this year. So for Chris Jones, I mean, okay, he gets a raise,
2: but did the Chiefs win this and win this big? They did, and I you know, I, I analyzed these two holdouts on defensive linemen. One was a huge win for the player, Nick Bosa, One was a huge win for the team, Chris Jones. I don't understand it. I mean, he did not get a raise. He took a million dollar loss for missing the first week. And the only thing that can bring him back to being whole is incentives. And if I'm a team, I'll take that deal every day because incentives are not quote unquote real money. You've got to earn it, even if it's a low play time. And he's already at a deficit for playtime, of course, for missing the first week. I don't understand it. He gets no new money. He missed $2.5 million worth of fines, which are not restored because the team can't even restore it if they want to based on the CBA. And he just has incentives, and some of the incentives require him to be defensive player of the year or win the Super Bowl. Uh, It's one that has me scratching my head and maybe there's something we don't know about it that hasn't been in all these reports, but I cannot fathom why he held out based on this.
1: Boy, that is super interesting. I was under the impression he actually got a raise with this new deal, but you're saying it's the same money for him to make any more money than he was originally on. He's just got to hit all the incentives that are out there. So that's really not much of a win at all for Chris Jones. Why wouldn't he just sit out a little bit longer? Well,
2: to be clear, if he makes all those incentives, like I said, which include Super Bowl win, Defensive Player of the Year, All Pro, he would, he would max out at like 22 million. I think the realistic number is maybe he gets to where he was, 19.5 million. But keep in mind, he gave up 2 million of fines. So I, I, again, to be clear, there's no new real money. There's some easier incentives. There's some much harder incentives. But again, this is like Saquon Barkley coming back to the Giants. I don't know what the player gets out of that. And just to save face to come back, I guess.
1: Mm. Andrew Brandt is our guest this morning on the show. For Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of money tied up, obviously, in him, and he didn't play very much at all this season. Because of all the cash that he still has coming to him, does it suggest that it's kind of a guarantee that he's going to come back and play for the Jets or attempt to come back for the Jets next season?
2: Well, let me say first, I feel for him. I've known him a long time, and I feel for uh, Jets fans. I mean, that. There was more hope and excitement about that team than any team will the League this, this offseason. And I just feel for Jets fans. I mean, it's, it's just a, a huge blow that he plays four plays. I think it's way too early to come back, but from the financial point of view, or to talk about whether he comes back or not, financially, he's got $38 million guaranteed next year. The way he redid his contract, he obviously took less overall split it up in these two years, 37 this year, 38 next year, obviously he would walk away from that if he doesn't play. The Jets have some huge cap problems that are going to come out of this contract. There's nothing they can do about that. They put their chips in on Rodgers. That's where they are. Um, and they obviously are going to give up a high second round pick next year in addition to a second or this year. So that's done. And then... You know, but my thought is Aaron is back on that sideline soon and coaching up Zach Wilson. Being the good teammate he's been for the past five months.
1: I wonder about the decision-making going on behind the scenes at quarterback now. When you were part of the Packers front office and something like this happens, maybe not at quarterback, but... Do you want to rely on the guy that's been in the system, even if he's inexperienced and an unknown? Or are you leaning towards getting a guy that's been around the block, knows just the general idea of running an offense like, you know, one of these veteran quarterbacks and say like, hey, it's inevitable. We're going to need somebody with experience. So why not start shopping right away, even before a guy like Zach Wilson might struggle?
2: I think in a normal situation, uh, where you had a backup that was kind of, uh, I don't know, journeyman or, I mean, this is the number two overall pick in the draft. <laughs> they gotta see what they got. And I think I believe them when they say it's his team right now because they have, yeah, you know, obviously they replaced him with Aaron, but now they gotta turn to him. And I don't think we're going to see a player that could potentially replace him for a while unless they just see this guy can't play at all. This is a massive investment. When you put the number two overall pick into, into a player, you've got to see it. And I believe he's the guy until his play tells them he's not. And then they have to admit this is one of the, the all time busts if this guy can't play.
1: Hmm. Andrew Brandt is the host of the Business of Sports podcast. In his recent episode, he did tackle the Rodgers injury and the turf and grass fields as well, and also those holdouts we just talked about, Chris Jones and Nick Bosa. So check that out. All places of podcasts are available. The Business of Sports, a contributor to Sports Illustrated as well, and the Sunday 7 newsletter. Andrew, great to catch up, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. and Jordan, Take care. You too. Andrew Brandt, our guest this morning on the show, and Good Insight with the Green Bay Packers and Grass Fields and the holdout of Jones. That was excellent. On a Thirsty Thursday, we'll get back to some toasts coming up here shortly, but first your headlines with Andrew Bogish.
4: D.A. Aaron Rodgers, who you were just discussing, spoke about his Achilles injury for the first time yesterday, but only through an Instagram post. So no actual words from Rogers. Here instead A dramatic reading of part of his message. It doesn't matter who we are.
1: What matters is our plan.
4: And the plan is this. (laughs) The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. I shall rise. I'm unkillable. Yeah, that last part is actually things that Aaron Rodgers typed into Instagram. Uh, Steelers D-lineman Cam Hayward's having groin surgery today after getting hurt Sunday. He'll miss eight weeks, according to NFL Network. The NFL and Tottenham Hotspur just extended their agreement through the 29-30 campaign. Two games a year will continue to be played there, and the stadium is now the official home of the NFL in the U.K. Grass. And it's the Eagles and Vikings on Thursday Night Football. Tough spot for Minnesota. An ugly home loss to the Bucks Sunday afternoon. And now, just four days later, they visit the NFC champs. But yeah. they've got the right guy in charge.
3: Do not tell me today that the season is over. Get up! Stop walking around work like a loser! Get your act together!
4: Vikings by 30 tonight. <laughs> It should also help that the Eagles will be without running back Kenneth Gainwell and corner James Bradbury. In honesty. In honesty.
1: Yeah. Do you think BT's rant, which is epic, which was awesome, will cause any local high school or small college to bring him in to do an inspirational speech or talk?
4: Now, he is a former college athlete. He played baseball at Marist. Uh huh. Baseball is not necessarily a fiery clubhouse right, sport. Right. But a local high school
1: football yeah. team. I mean,
4: he did, He went to high school in Manhattan here in the city, and his that school does have a football team and plays in big games. I could see them asking BT to come in and it's, recreate that. I could,
1: too. It's at least more of a reality today than it was before yes. he did that rant.
4: Yes. and And, and if I'm... If I can be honest for a second, because I see him every day, he is very proud of his performance. He should be. He really is. And I asked him yesterday, there was no specific um starting oh. point, no particular person that oh. triggered that. It was just the feeling he was getting from Jet Nation <laughs> as a whole that needed that kick in the butt. I guess Get Your Act together. I wish I could be the voice of some nation. Right. And I could
1: gauge the the temperament, the, the emotional well-being of said nation. And then if I felt like they were down, I could, I could rev them up. I just I'm not the voice of anybody.
4: No, I mean and we are so out of touch apparently uh who would want us anywhere near yeah. their team to give them any kind of pep talk? We'd but have all outdated references and whatever.
1: That if they didn't kill us last night we're unkillable. I'm telling you, I'm making that t-shirt. I need that t-shirt. I'm so fired up when I hear that, and I think about
4: that. If they didn't kill us last night, we're unkillable. And I played for him the clip of us from yesterday with that set to NFL Films music, and he loved that too. He did. It might be his ringtone. I'm not sure. Wow, he, he was, liked the fake facenda doing. Loved it. Loved it. He didn't. I I didn't play him the back end because I don't think he was going to get all of our you know inside jokes <laughs> that his speech was going to fix, but. Your <laughs> performance as John Facenda, dramatic reading, ending with Title Town and Utopia. He loved it. Wow. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. You made BT happy. Nice. Just like BT made the Jets happy. Nice. Uh back to baseball, where the Astros finally beat the A's, avoiding a three-game sweep with last night's six-two win. Houston had a combined no-hitter until one out in the ninth. They keep their one game lead on the Rangers in the AL West since Texas smacked Toronto ten zip. That's a five-game win streak for the Rangers. But no more Max Scherzer thanks to an upper right arm injury. Scherzer will not pitch again in the regular season for sure and is unlikely for the playoffs as well. The Padres, 6-1 winners at Dodger Stadium, getting their first series win over those Dodgers in two seasons. Blake Snell with six shutout innings, lowering his majors-leading ERA to 2.43. And the Braves are once again NLE's champs after a 4-1 win in Philadelphia. First baseman Matt Olson, post game on Bally Sports South.
0: This
2: is the, one of the boxes that we set out to check this year. Uh, you know, Snit said at the beginning of the year, um, won division last year and, and came up short at the end. Uh, so we checked this
4: box here and... Uh, Hopefully we uh, check some more boxes along the way. That is six division titles in a row, 26 overall, two more than anybody else in baseball history. It is now harder to rest star players in the NBA. The Board of Governors passing new guidelines and new punishments yesterday to protect fans and probably more importantly TV partners. Roughly 25 teams and 50 players affected by this. Fines begin at hundred grand, quickly go north of a million. And the WNBA playoffs opened last night with a pair of blowouts. These are best of three series. The Aces folded the sky, 87-59. Nice. And the sun nice. set on the Lynx, ninety-sixty. 60 Nice. Back to you, sir.
1: Nice. Comeback Kids says, Have you guys thought about making a Discord page so that the DA Show Nation and the crew could always be in touch during games? Would be an amazing idea. I have not thought about that. I wouldn't know how to create a Discord page, but it sounds like EJ
3: might. He's pointing at himself saying, yeah, I got that. No, I, I really thought that that would be a great idea.
1: Everybody kind of has is. one page that they can go to and. Yeah.
4: Communal watch game, area.
3: Watch football game, money football game.
4: So, and know, it just exists yeah. always. You don't turn it on or off and we don't need to have a show running next to it. Like in the YouTube chat, it just is its own, its own thing.
3: Yeah, I mean I'm I got to get more familiar with Discord um cuz but I know I have you no know, there's several artists I follow that are on Discord and video game people on Discord. It's really cool. I mean again, you get to kind of, you know, be live from wherever you are and you could, you know, yeah. engage with the audience mm-hmm. and the okay. way the, the aliens de- uh, engage with this show I always thought it would be really cool.
1: That's a cool idea. Daniel tweets, I'm toasting to all the listeners who have alerted me to this new video game called Madden Football. Now I have something to play other than Tech Bowl and NFL Blitz. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. Uh, Samesies, if it really exists. Not sure I even believe it at this point in time. But Allie tweets, I'm toasting my 21st wedding anniversary today. We're still standing after moving four states coast to coast and kids. Oof. Booskies. That's a lot. Coast to coast. Drenzito says, like many of us that live in Wisconsin and have done Lambeau Field tours, they actually have a boiler system underneath the grass to keep it warm. When you see the grass from 10 feet away, you will not believe how amazing it looks even in December. Booskies to Lambeau's Field. Booskies. Love it. Brian tweets, better work ethic, Dion or Santa? Dion incredibly naturally gifted, but you don't have that type of success the man has had without an incredible, honorable work ethic, both on the field internally and as a person, never satisfied, always striving to be better. But all of those things, who's to say standard doesn't feel the same way? Great work ethic, never satisfied, trying to get better. I mean, the population grows every single day, so there's more kids mathematically every year. I'm sure his job today is way harder than it was 30 years ago, 100 years ago, what have you. Also, you're trying to make way more sophisticated toys these days. I mean, it used to be like a few wooden blocks, Lincoln Logs, or Rocking Horse. Now, you got like digital stuff, computer stuff, electronic stuff. It's way harder. I think Santa's work ethic is pretty high.
4: It's pretty high, but I would hope that for most of the year, by now, Santa's in a real supervisory role where he's he's not in the lab. He's not in the factory making the toys anymore he's not there's no sweat on santa he's not you know he's he's not like putting electronics together no, putting but... wheels on bicycles he's just walking around his work is december like 23rd through the 26th but the other 360 of the year he might just be you know signing paperwork sitting in his office watching the elves run around maybe maybe he's are giving Santa too much credit
1: Okay, so you're telling me that on September the 14th, all he's doing is doing paperwork right now? I mean, he's not building your Etch-A-Sketch. Well, he's got to get the designs from
4: Hasbro or whatever to make sure that Etch-A-Sketch is built. But those are long-standing relationships. He's not going out there and knocking on doors asking for business. there's something new every single day out there. Yeah, but he's got it. I'm sure he's got an R&D department. Well, he's,
1: he's got to oversee. I hope he's got... Smart elves at R&D.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he's coasting for 360. I hope not. But I think Dion has more work days than Santa does.
1: Well, what Dion has to do, he's got a a bigger build. He's got to take something that was awful and then build it up immediately. Santa has generations of success here. The North Pole better be on cruise control at this point. There wasn't like a random year, 1974, where no toys got delivered. And then he had to build it back up like Colorado last year.
4: As far as we know. As far as we know. 74, that's apparently when Madden was coaching, air uh quotes. So that's a dark spot for us. We could have missed that too.
1: JDM, Sleep Dr. Joe, says, What's next? Are people going to insist that there was a Madden cruiser he would use to travel all around the countryside? Don't think so. Booskies. Booskies. Right, Madden, Cruiser, buses, video games, coaching, Super Bowls. Uh-huh, sure, got it. King Curtis, I'm toasting all the new knowledge I've received from this show this week, this alleged curse by far the most mind-blowing. Hashtag learning.
2: Hashtag
1: toast um. Hashtag toast um. Sprint car dad is toasting his girls for carrying the family as I was sitting on my fat ass all week. Toast my youngest if she donates a can To school, they get a dressed-down pass, and she comes out with her Detroit Lions jersey on. Mm -hmm. Nice! Blue ski! Now, Sprint Car Dad, I would suggest one little addition to your daughter's jersey. A blue ski mask. Because the Lions are villains this week, and they're coming to take what's theirs, as says C.J. Gardner Johnson. All the fans in attendance are going to be wearing... Blue ski masks on their own accord because you cannot hand that out as a giveaway
4: in the NFL.
1: Everybody look like burglars.
4: Yeah. Sponsored by MNT Bank. <laughs> Everybody look like Edson. Sponsored by Edson, right? Yeah.
1: When we come back on the show, Advanced Analytics, Epic Fail, and some final booskies, DA, CBS Sports Radio. No
0: one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's time now for
1: the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. All right, everybody. The question today was, who has the better work ethic? Is it Dion Sanders, who compared himself to Santa Claus and never never stopped grinding? Don't even pick your head up to enjoy what's going on, or is it the actual Santa Claus? 70% of you say it's Santa. Only 30% said Dion. Wow. Now, the data department tells us for Santa Claus to deliver gifts worldwide, he must travel to 218 million miles on Christmas Eve, which means he travels approximately 1,300 miles per second. Researchers calculate that if Santa is to reach every child on Christmas Eve, he only has one millisecond to go down each chimney, eat cookies, and distribute presents, which truly is what makes him magic. Total speed is like Daryl Green of the World's Fastest Man competition. And in Colorado, where Dion currently resides, there is a Santa Claus University that teaches people how to become professional Santas. Courses include media training, posing, beard shaping, dressing, and more. Is that right, Santa Claus School? Eh?
3: Letting people know, hey, if you want to be like me, you better get your weight up. Better, (laughs) better, better, you better figure this out. This is not. This is. I I do this every day, three sixty five. This is a grind. You ain't about this life. Exactly. Maybe, maybe that's why Dion was inspired. Because he's like, I came to this state, and you know, they're teaching these kids how to do this. I'm trying to live this life three sixty five. Let's get to your epic
1: fail of the morning. This was exactly the conversation that we had back in hour number one. Even the D.A. show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Here's Dion. Why he has no time. No time. To soak in the early success.
2: I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I not uh...
3: Santa don't have time. You know. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here?
0: I know him. Santa Claus! Oh, ho, ho, ho.
3: Merry Christmas!
4: He got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies.
3: What are you doing here? What do you think I'm doing? Oh, I—I I, mean, I brought you presents.
4: <laughs> okay, that's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. Dear Santa Claus, how have you been? Did you have a nice summer? How is your wife?
2: I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going. I really
1: love this quote. Santa don't have time. (laughs) And not only do I love thinking about him as Santa Claus, but it's made me stop and think it's true. Does Santa not even have time to enjoy the cookies? Food is family. Peter Schwartz. Is it one of those things like Joey Chestnut? Like he's just ripping through cookies and milk. Not even thinking about how delicious they are cause he just gotta get on to the next house. Now, let's be
3: real. I mean, not not everybody's cooking is great. He ain't eating everybody's cookies too. Can we clarify
0: I am not a shy guy?
3: He's just he's probably seen some that look a little overcooked, maybe a little <laughs> maybe he was in the oven a little too long. Very bland. Saying, oh, I don't got time for this. Guy go to the next house. Timmy needs his Timmy needs his bike before 3 A.m. before I get to the to the West
4: Coast. I don't want to think about it this way. I, I want it just to well, be you delicious cookies and presents and laugh, belly laughs and reindeer and snow-covered oh, roofs. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. I don't want to think about Santa having a meltdown like the rest of us at work. Well, for I those think, thirty-six hours. But
1: I think that's the greatness of Santa. He's not melting down. He's always he's like Brady in the two-minute trail. Like he just is about the job and never gets rattled.
3: Hey,
2: we need a big championship drive. That's what we need. Gotta start competing, huh? Start playing to fire, fire all of us. Hey! Come on now, fellas. We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go.
1: It's like Brady times 10. It's like he keeps doing it at his age. He said that he's
3: overweight, obviously. He's not in great physical shape. <laughs> of course, shout out to Mrs. Claus, too. He's you know, holding him down. I mean, you know, right. we, we saw Giselle. You know, She was out the door <laughs> with Brady. But Mrs. Claus is saying, no, I'm here. We're going to help build these gifts. We're going to get you ready.
2: Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail.
1: More toasts. Aunt Joni, who loves Chachi, toasting to Wednesday night, shooting pool, drinking cocktails, playing guitar, and enjoying the Padres, spanking the Dodgers, and taking the series. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. Jonathan tweets, On June 16th, I got to attend the Bob's Bar Show with my brother Dan, and some amazing dude gave me this awesome can to bring back to PA. Every time I look at it, I remember the great time with you guys and the fellas. Cheers to a thirsty Thursday. And the beer is called, it's hard to say, but it has Babe Ruth on it, Hazy IPA, big number three. Booskies! It's a good time. Good party. Tell you, one of the best. You guys just keep trolling me with all these Madden, John Madden tweets. I don't know what's real and what's not. Swamp Butter Bobcat tweets. What up, boys? Booskies to a little Thursday night football tonight. Nice to have football back. Booskies! That guy from Wisconsin. So you're telling me Pat Summerall's broadcast partner invented a video game? I don't believe it. Yeah, Booskies. You both Booskies! Timbo Slice, toast the passion, the heart and overall love shown for the New York football teams. Once you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. Booskies! If they didn't kill us last night, we're unkillable! That was from BT's rant, Brandon Tierney, which was just epic. Jay tweets, since when does Oakland have a football team? Next, you'll tell us there was a basketball team that once was based in Seattle. Not buying it, D.A. Neither am I, you Madden trolls. All right, that'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to E.J. Stewart, your executive producer. Thanks to Ryan Botcher on the wheels of steel and audio director. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch, D.A. And thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. We will see you tomorrow. Big Friday straight ahead. The Wizard of Odds comes back. Tasty top five in your football food of the week via A.I. Merez. Be good.
0: Be good to one another. The Mothership Disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?